4: Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to be with you. Uh, I've been working hard today uh, right before uh, this particular uh, format here, which is our Monday night Bible study online. I've been dealing with our prophecy class. That's right. It's online. If you want to be a part of that class, all you've got to do is to log on to strictlybiblical.org. It'll take take you to the prophecy class. You can find out how to hook up with folks that are continuing our Bible prophecy studies. uh, And uh, uh, you can be a part of it. That's right. Strictlybiblical.org. That would be Tuesday. Uh, I'd say call a little before Uh, uh, 11 o'clock to be a part of it, and we uh, have about an hour and a half of study dealing with the book of Revelation and biblical prophecy. Right now, uh, I'm going to deal with a question, a fantastic question, that actually was posed by a sister, I hope she's listening, uh, dealing with the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, She had some problems with that, and I know why. And so we'll be going into that. As well as dealing with other subjects, and of course, whatever is on your mind. Going to go to Ferndale right now and talk to uh, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Very good.
5: I'm. I'm calling back because I asked you the question a week ago uh-huh. when you were going off the program. Um, are we under the new covenant? Who is the new covenant for? And um, you never answer the question.
4: Well, I'll tell you what. I will answer that question for you right now. So you just listen in and get the answer, okay? I will t- take you to the place where I went. I do think I gave you that answer, but if I didn't, I'm sorry. So let me do it right now and make sure you've got an answer to that question because it's a very, very important one. And I think the Bible is real uh, clear about it here in uh, within the text. We find it in Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. To me, it's very, very clear. Where it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse, uh, and let's go into it, verse 21. Galatians 3 and 21. It says, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, if there had been a law given that should have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. Then, verse 22, very clear to me. But the Scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Then here are the verses for me that are key. There's other verses we can use, but this is so crystal clear, you don't need to go anywhere else if you don't understand these two verses, where it says in verse 23, But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Okay? So, before faith came, what was meant by that? You have to answer that question. Before faith came, we were kept under the law, uh, shut up under the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Well, what is that talking about? Well, the answer to that, if we let Scripture interpret Scripture, is found over in John and in chapter 1. There, it explains that. And so, in other words, before we even get to where we are now in the Pauline epistles, We can go to John and see exactly what this is talking about in the Gospel of John. Uh, And in chapter 1, in verse 17, St. John, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For the law, okay, listen to it carefully now. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So now we follow what Jesus said, which, by the way, corresponds with this, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Then it says this, in verse 24, to me, is quite conclusive, where it says, wherefore the law was, that's past tense, the law was, not is, but wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, okay, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Who's the schoolmaster? The schoolmaster is the law. We're no longer under the schoolmaster. We're not under the law anymore. We're under Christ or the law of Christ now. Okay. Then it says also at verse twenty six, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Then it says there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all for you are all one in Christ. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed uh, and heirs according to the promise. So it says that both. Uh, Jews and Greeks are all the same to God. And here it tells us clearly that the law was our schoolmaster. So there you have that answer, Nathan. If you want to talk to me any more about it, you can call and set up an appointment to talk to me. I'll debate you until we're through debating. Just give a call at area code 313 933 That's area code 313 933 9270. Set up an appointment. You can come and see me and we'll go over scriptures as long as you like to demonstrate the fact that, first of all, salvation is. Is given to everyone, and when it says the law was our schoolmaster, that's what we were under, but now it's fulfilled by Jesus Christ. I thank you for your call. All right, the number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, my job here on this program is to answer questions. But if you want to go further than me just answering your question, call me. I'll be glad to talk to you. And then we can spend, oh, I I love, I I relish good discussions about the Bible, even if they're debate. But here, I've got to be open for Bible questions that people give. All right. So, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We had a sister who asked a very, very interesting question about the book of Ecclesiastes uh, because there are things that it said about the soul and spirit that were somewhat confusing to her. And I know why uh, she felt that way. Okay, And I must say that she had a right to feel that way, unless you have a certain understanding. What we need to recognize is that the Bible is really an involved uh, piece of literature. It really is. And Therefore, we have to be very careful how we uh, how we approach it, how we deal with it. Uh, for instance, uh, here is what kind of threw her off, and I can understand it. Over in Ecclesiastes chapter three, and at verse nineteen, here's what it says. Now, watch this. Watch this. What happens? Uh, and uh, she she called. Evidently, she hadn't got an answer concerning this. Where it says in Ecclesiastes three nineteen, for that which befalls the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalls them. As the one dies, so dies or, or so dieth the other. So here we see that the death of humans is being compared to the death of animals, and basically it says they both die the same. Well, now that's not right theologically, right? It's not. I mean, a man's death and an animal's death should be different, but here. Ecclesiastes is saying that they're like the same. Wow, right? Notice it says, in fact it goes on in Ecclesiastes three and nineteen, it says uh, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast for all is vanity. What? That a man this is in the Bible, Ecclesiastes three nineteen, it says, and a man hath no preeminence above a beast for all is vanity. Then it goes on goes on to say, all go unto one place all of the dust, and all turn to the dust again. Then it says at verse 21, Who knows the spirit of man okay, that goes upwards and the spirit of a beast that goes downward uh, to the earth? So in other words, who knows what happens to the spirit when, they, when it dies? This is what the Ecclesiastes is saying, okay? Uh, whether the spirit of man goes up and the spirit of the uh, animal goes down, who knows? It says at verse 22, Wherefore I perceive, since animals, and this is what uh, Solomon writes, He says, therefore, I perceive there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, uh, for that is his portion, for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? So, wow, I can see the problem that she has there, because it seems like in that context that animals and beasts are on the same level, right, that they die the same. We don't know whether the spirit of man goes upward and downward. Why is Uh, uh, Ecclesiastes talking like this, right? Now, what happens is, let's be honest, that Ecclesiastes, if it's true what it says there about a man and a a beast, then we have contradiction in the Bible. Why? Because over in Matthew chapter 10, okay, and verse 31, Okay, now, of course, our good friend Eli, you know, when you give the break, I take a break. Okay? You're the man. You're in control. Until then, my lips keep moving. Okay? (laughs) Mark's to tell you that. All right. Notice here in Matthew chapter 10, verse 31, what it says, uh, Jesus says, comparing men to, to, to animals, fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So he says that men are above sparrows, not on the same level as what the indication is in, um, uh, in what we see in uh, Ecclesiastes, right? He says just the, uh, just the opposite of that kind of thing. Uh, And also, over in Matthew chapter 12, verse 11, if we go to Matthew chapter 12 and 11, it says this, And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day? Will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? Then, verse 12, How much then is a man better than a sheep? So right here, Jesus is comparing humans to animals. He says, no, you're better than animals. Okay? You're on a higher level than the animals. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. So, in other words, uh, if in fact Ecclesiastes, if we don't explain, uh, have an explanation for what's going on in Ecclesiastes, you could think and actually believe that the Bible is contradicting itself, which it is not. So, what is going on? Why is it that in Ecclesiastes, it seems to say that man and beast are the same? Then, when we get to the New Testament, we find out that Jesus says that no man is above sparrows. He's above sheep. Okay. What what is it about? Why do we have this seeming contradiction? Okay. It seems like a contradiction. Why? Well, the problem is, and I told this, I said this to her as well, and that is this, that no one... Will be able to understand Ecclesiastes unless you understand Ecclesiastes chapter one and Ecclesiastes chapter two, because in those two places it tells you what Ecclesiastes is talking about. Okay, and once you find out, it makes Ecclesiastes very, very understandable indeed. Uh, the hermeneutical principle that we follow here is the analogy of faith. Right, Scripture interprets Scripture. That's what it does, okay? So that's what we have to realize here as we look at this. So let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, and let's see what is the vantage point that is being taken by Solomon in Ecclesiastes. He tells us exactly why he writes what he writes. You know, he says at one place, money answers all things, and you know... Uh, that's in Ecclesiastes 10:19, And money doesn't answer all things. Try to pray for your salvation with money and see what happens to you, right? But why is he talking like this? He tells us why in the very first chapter, all right? Uh, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, we'll take a break. Hang on. We'll be right back.
3: if you're thinking about replacing your windows I want you to think about plastic that's right, plastic most windows are made out of vinyl which is just a fancy word for plastic you know, the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from, plastic the same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from, plastic even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com.
1: Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie.
6: Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent.
1: Breathtaking. A movie that is
3: changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because
0: of what this film may do.
1: An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America.
0: They want to cover up. History. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history.
1: They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this for
0: me?
4: Starring Larry Elder.
0: And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white
1: man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tainter. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community, kind of like the house Negro back in slavery.
4: And Herman King.
1: As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom.
4: Purchase now at
6: UncleTom.com. Use promo code Detroit for 20% off.
0: Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you.
4: number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, Eli at the helm, and behind him looking over his shoulder, making sure that everything is done right, is that old man, Marcus. All right. He's a good trainer, and uh, definitely Eli is learning his stuff really well. We thank God for both of them. Number to call here, area code eight six six 423 9578 Going to go to the phone line to talk to Sharon. Hello, Sharon.
6: Hi, Pastor Moss. Hi.
4: My question is, was Judah
2: saved Well, the disciple? Uh And I'm going to listen to your answer off the air.
4: Okay, okay, that would be great. Um, I I think not. I don't think that he was saved at all, Uh, which is very interesting that here Jesus chose him uh, to be a disciple. Uh, But uh, uh, definitely, and and he knew the the future that was coming, but it doesn't seem that uh, uh, that, uh, Judas was what we could call a saved person. And there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, uh, First of all, if uh, the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Uh, So therefore, by virtue of the fact that uh, Judas, you know, uh, betrayed Christ, all right, uh, that's not something it seems that a person who is born again would do. Now, also we have scripture, right? Scripture is what's all important. Where Jesus even said himself, out of Jesus' own mouth, in John chapter six, uh, verse sixty-nine. We'll read this: John chapter six, verse sixty-nine and seventy, says, "And we believe and are sure." This is what the uh, the twelve, the twelve disciples were with him. Says in verse sixty-nine, "And we believe and are sure." that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay? Uh, this is what the uh, the disciples uh, said. Verse 70. Now look at how Jesus answered. Okay, Here's how he answered. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. Okay? <laughs> one of you is a demon. Okay? Well, only one of them. Okay? Verse 71. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For he it was... That should betray him. Being one of the twelve. And we find. That uh, he became completely demon possessed. In uh, John chapter 13. And the Bible when he uh, died. It said he went to his own place. Which uh, definitely uh, was not heaven. So uh, I'm of the contention. That he uh, was not saved. Um, He was not saved. He uh, was following what the devil wanted. uh, Never really uh, trusted in. Or believed in Jesus Christ. And ultimately betrayed him. right, So. That's what I uh, uh, believe, and that's what I adduce as my biblical proof. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, you guys, see how easy that is? That's right. You can call with your Bible questions, and it does not interrupt me or stop me at all. I can continue to teach the lesson that I have or uh, deal with uh, another expanded question. All we want you guys to do, if you've got something on your mind that you'd like to discuss, you can call and ask the question, all right? Now, I I try to give it as much time as I can, but there's only so much I can do on the air uh, because we have the door open for other callers. But if you want to talk to me in person, it's fair game. All you've got to do is call, area code 313-933-9270. Uh, you can make an appointment to come and see me. We can both open our Bibles. We can deal with the Word of God. Uh, that is what I love to do, so that can be done by you can make an appointment by calling area code 313-933-9270. All right, now back to Ecclesiastes. In other words, usually the, the way you find out what a book is about is when you go to the beginning of it, the first chapter. In Ecclesiastes, it tells us that here Solomon tells us exactly what he's writing about, right? It says, in Ecclesiastes 1 and 1, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Verse 2, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. That's what he's calling himself here. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Then, here's an important key verse. What profit hath a man of all his labor which he takes under the sun? Okay, do you hear that? What profit hath a man of all his labor which he takes under the sun? The sun. Okay? This phrase, under the sun, mark it down. It's very important. It's sun. He's saying S-U-N. Okay? Verse nine: The thing which hath been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Okay, what does that tell you? He repeats this again. In Ecclesiastes 1 and 13, where he says, And I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under the heavens. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of men to exercise thereof. Verse 14, I have seen all works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. In other words, what was the purpose of, of the book of Ecclesiastes. It was to talk about, and here's the theme of it. Once you understand this theme, you can understand things like animals being the same as as humans. They both die and they go to the same place, which isn't theologically true. But from man's point of view, that's exactly how it looks. He's looking at things that happen on the earth, not in heaven, okay? So all that about being absent from the body, present from the Lord, he's not dealing with. He's just talking about things that happen under the sun. So in other words, what the book of Ecclesiastes is showing you is how dismal and barren life is if we take God out the picture. That's exactly uh, what uh, God allowed Solomon to do, inspired him to do it, to show you what life is like without God. And without God, then animals and humans are the same. You can treat them the same, okay? One is no different than the other. Uh, Animals... He, he said, "Who knows who's who goes up and who goes down? Who uh, who goes to heaven? Who goes to, into the ground? Who knows?" Well, the Bible, okay, uh, when we deal with divine revelation, tells us differently. Uh, of course, the spirit of the animal and of uh, the soul, the soulish spirit of an animal, whatever that is, not human, but there, uh, but whatever, because uh, it does talk about an animal spirit, but that's what it is—an animal spirit, not to be or animal soul, not to be compared with uh, with the human one, but. What happens to Christians? Second Corinthians five and eight is really clear. Uh, we have not only the statement, but then we have uh, an example of it. Uh, which in, in, uh, and it's interesting to me how people will look at this and not realize what it's what it's saying. It's very clear because we have this statement here, then it's backed up by an example. So that makes it crystal clear. Where it says in Second Corinthians five and eight, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's talking about Christians. When you die, in fact, uh, you can read into it. Uh, let's read into it, verse 6. I, li- I-, I like this verse a lot. Second Corinthians 5 and 6, Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. That's right, as long as we're alive, even though Jesus Christ is with us, the Holy Ghost is with us, still we're not in the direct presence of God. Notice this, though. It says in verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Then, verse 8, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. When we die as Christians, our body is buried into the ground, and our soul and spirit immediately, absolutely goes to heaven, and we appear before Christ. That's what happens to the saint. That's what happens to the Christian. And the Bible is real clear about that in a number of places. Even talks talks about the soul departing and going uh, to heaven in the Old Testament as well. Uh, but also we see, when we look at Luke chapter 23, it can't get more clear than this, right? Where uh, the same doctrine is taught, animals, we uh, see, uh, don't see that happening to them, okay? But we do see it occurring uh, to Uh, To uh, believers, right? In Luke chapter 23, out of Jesus' own mouth, so it doesn't get any better than that, right? Where he's on the cross, okay? Uh, One of the uh, uh, thieves that are hanging there repents. So we have it where it says in Luke chapter 23 verse verse 41, one of the thieves is repenting, he's turning around, and he says, and we indeed justly, in other words he's saying, we up here with you know, we're suffering for what we did. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man, that means Jesus, hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. This is what Jesus says. Nowhere around it. Once again, very clear passage of Scripture. In verse 43, Luke 23 and 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Okay? (laughs) Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, lest you think that this paradise here is talking about the upper compartment of something. No, okay, it's not. Okay, Not here. This is talking about heaven. Let me show you. Verse 43, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. He went to be with the Father. His soul and spirit went to be with the Father right away. So did the thieves, and their bodies were buried in the ground. That's it. So uh, definitely what the Bible teaches is that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you're a believer. Men and animals have different status, but in Ecclesiastes, it's telling you about the way it is to be on earth without God in the picture. That's why it says some of the things that it says, which can sound kind of strange. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, ready for any question that you have about the Word of God. Our phone lines are open. All you have to do is call. If there's something on your mind, you say, well, I think I should call, but I don't know for sure, call. Whatever question you, uh, it is that you have about the Word of God, that is what this program is for. And so we do encourage you to call that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. If you have a question about the Word of God, a serious question, something that you want answered or insight on, uh, please give a call to this station right now. That number is area code 866 423 Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. We've got, well, at least a good 30 minutes left, and the phone lines are wide open. I can tell you this if you call in right now, you'll be sure to get through. So give us a call and see what you can do. Uh, and okay, we got a caller. And so uh, let me give that number once again. Area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We'll get this caller through in just a second. Uh, and I'm glad to receive uh, calls uh, from any of you. And, of course, and then to help you uh, on this Bible Talk program, because I hate it when time goes by and we're not dealing with biblical subjects. I have a challenge that's going to come whenever you guys aren't calling. Let's go and talk to Michael in Detroit. Hello, Mike. Bible talk program because- uh, turn your... Uh, Radio down just a little bit, Mike.
5: Yeah, it's turned down.
4: Okay, how you doing?
5: I'm doing all right, Pastor
4: Good, what's your question?
5: My question is, what should a Christian do when their heart is troubled about life and all of that? And, and um, my other question is, um, how can I be balanced in my walk with God? And the other question is, can a Christian always experience real joy when things are falling apart in their life and all of that? Um, I, I want the, I want you to answer the first question first.
4: Okay, and, and your first question, uh, uh, give that one to me again.
5: It was, um, how, how can I... How can I, you know, how can a Christian be? Why, I mean, how can a Christian be troubled? Um. And and what they going through in their life, how can they be troubled? But God can, can God heal them from that right away? are their hearts troubled, they they worry about a lot of stuff.
4: Well, I tell you this. Here's the thing, Mike. Uh, you talk about right away. One thing for sure. God can definitely heal us, and the first healing, and probably the most important healing, I would say would be the spiritual yeah. variety, right? Uh, yeah, right. So but, so let's see what the Bible has to say. If we go to Philippians chapter 4, it's really clear. Uh, and what I like about the Bible, Michael, is it, that it's so clear. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't leave much for grabs, right? Here, if we look at uh, Philippians 4, and... Uh, Uh, 12, there's something that it tells us we must uh, learn. In fact, we'll start at verse 11. Hopefully this helps you a lot. It says, uh, in fact, let's go to 10, Philippians 4 and 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me, Paul writes, has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. He's talking about how the people were treating him and such. Then verse 11, he says this, listen carefully. He says, not that I speak in respect of want. For I have learned there's something that you and I and every Christian has to learn, Michael. He tells us what it is. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. So, in other words, regardless of where you are, whether you think you're up or down, all right, you might not like where you are, but be content there, okay? You trust in God enough to be content. Then he says this. I know both how to be abased. You've got to uh, know. I mean, you've got to mm. be, understand that sometimes Christians are abased. They're put down. They go through. Okay. Mm. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Okay. You got to know how to be mm-hmm. on the top and be on the bottom when you serve the Lord. He says, mm. everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry you got to be ready right. to have your belly full, to have right. money, to, uh, to have position, but also you got to be ready to be hungry and maybe lose right. some of what you have, right? So God doesn't promise you that a Christian life is going to be a rose garden, right? He right. says both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So it tells you you got to know both how to go be up and to be down. you got to know how to be on the mountain and how to be on the valley. But then right. verse 13 sums it all up. You have to be able to say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Regardless of what you go through, regardless of where you are, regardless of what mm. the diagnosis has been, I mm. can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, that's what I want to hear you say right now. Say it with okay. me. Say, I, I can do can do all things, all things through, Christ through Christ, which strengthens me. Me. Let's say it again. I, I can do, can do all things, all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me, who strengthens me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Michael right now. Whatever it is yes, he's Lord. going through, whatever it is that is happening in his life, yes, we come Lord. against it in the name of Jesus. We ask that you give him the strength to trust in you and know that you will strengthen him and that he can do all things, even go through uh, difficult times because of your love and your grace and your power. I thank you for calling, Mike. appreciate it very much. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, all right. One guy give me a break. The other guy don't. I got to take a break. We'll be
2: right back.
3: Imagine if you walked into a car dealership and they only had one model in one color with one set of options. That would be crazy. You'd turn around and walk out. But that's exactly what most remodeling companies do. They have tunnel vision, meaning they only offer one kind of windows or one kind of roof or one kind of siding that they are determined to sell you. To heck with what's actually best for your home, your preferences, or your budget, call Performance Remodeling instead. We offer real choices, multiple materials, lines, manufacturers, and styles of windows, roofing, and siding. Whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever is best for your situation, we'll listen to you and help you get the right product at the right price. No pushy salespeople, no one-size-fits-all solutions. We also offer the industry's only true lifetime guarantee, which means as long as you are in your home, you pay for nothing ever again. Call Performance Remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com.
1: Chris McCourtney for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants but the strategies you need well as a small business owner you're on your own enter salem surround we're more than products we design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else branded audio how about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics lead them down the customer journey and introduce them to you tell your story sell your product with branded audio you're tired of digital products being pitched at you it's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner let's talk about your strategy today go to salemsurrounddetroit.com that's salemsurrounddetroit.com
4: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Eli, doing a great job being trained by the expert, Marcus, he's doing just great. And uh definitely, uh, this program is going exactly as planned. Let's go to Barbara in Roseville. How you doing, Barbara?
6: I'm doing fine. thank you. How are you?
4: Good, thank you for calling. Yes, I wanted to comment on something you
6: said where you said that Jesus um, I guess when he came from the cross that him and the thief on the on the cross that they went directly to heaven. uh-huh um, because when you when when let's see when Mary came to the tomb, he told her that he hadn't ascended yet to the father and not to touch her, not to touch him. And Jesus told the man on the cross that they would be together in paradise. And there's an assumption that people make that there's only three heavens because they only speak of three. But the thief is not where God is. It's someplace paradise. There may be five, six. I don't know how many heavens there are. But (laughs) Jesus, he did not take the thief where God was, He took them to paradise, well, uh, wherever let, that is. Well,
4: let me say this to you: uh, uh, we just disagree. The disagreement that I have is based upon uh, some passages of Scripture. First of all, if we look at um, uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians, and in uh, Chapter Twelve, uh, and so in other words, uh, here is the biblical direction that I go in with this: where we know that Paul was caught up into heaven, and it's very clear. Uh, what, what he says, it says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 2. In fact, we'll read it from verse 1, where pa- Paul says, It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knows such a one, cut up to the third heaven. Okay, that's what he says. Exactly. Then he goes on to say, and I knew such a man, whether in the body still talking about himself, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knows how that he was cut up into paradise. So here, in my estimation, looking at it, seems like he's calling the third heaven and paradise the same thing. He's, so heaven and paradise are the same. That's what it seems but to be. But that's a, not AD. where the
6: Father is, because Jesus, when Mary came to the tomb, he said he had not been ascended. He had not been asc- his father. Uh, Yeah,
4: but what he meant was he had not ascended bodily to the Father. When he died, what he said, he didn't say anything in Luke about his body. Notice in Luke chapter 23, which is the passage that you used, if we look at directly what the scripture says here, in the 23rd, he didn't say anything about his body coming at that time. What he said in Luke 23 is this. Jesus said unto him, uh, first, he says to the thief in verse uh, 43, Luke 23, 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Well, I already looked at that in Paul. Then down at verse 46, and then Jesus cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. It was not his body that went up first. It was his spirit that went up first. At the resurrection, when he said he had not uh, ascended, that's because he had not yet resurrected And went up uh, uh, in his body to heaven, and that's what happened, and that's what all of the apostles witnessed when he went over in Acts chapter one. So that's where we differ is on the uh, understanding of uh, of that. But definitely, when he said, "Verily," when he said here, "Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit," his spirit went. That's why in theology we call it the intermediate state. That is the time where your body is separated from your spirit until the resurrection day, where it talks about in the Bible, where both will be connected. That happened to Christ at his resurrection. But I thank you for your call. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The thing about systematic theology, it's so tight. I mean, no matter how you try to get around it, uh, we can talk about how many heavens there are. Bible says there's three, right? Uh, and we see uh, uh, Paul cut up to the third heaven. He okay? doesn't say fourth heaven, fifth heaven, uh, uh, but definitely three heavens. Uh, what we're talking about here is a, first, of course, the upper atmosphere. Uh, where you look, you see the clouds in the sky. That's one of the heavens. Second one, if we look over in uh, Psalms and in Proverbs, it talks about uh, the stratosphere. We call it the stratosphere. That's where the the stars and the planets are. The third heaven is actually God's throne, okay? Uh, and uh, that's where uh, Paul got some glimpses of. All right. Number to call, area code 866 We've got Barb, another Barbara in Detroit. Hello, Barb.
6: Yes?
4: Yes. Uh, you're on the air. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Mom's a long-time
6: listener, a first-time caller. Oh,
4: I love long-time the- listeners and first-time callers.
6: Yes. But I have a special question for you today. Okay. When uh, Genesis two Genesis two says that, and the Lord formed the man of the uh, of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Uh-huh. Did Adam have the Holy Spirit?
4: Did Adam have the Holy Spirit? Yes. Well, let's put it this way: in terms of whether he had what we have today. uh uh, the bible doesn't say right we know that the holy spirit did uh uh, come upon people in the old testament Mm -hmm. because it happened to um, uh joseph it happened to a a number of other folks uh but in his case we don't know well but but then what we do know is this god actually visited adam in the garden (laughs) so no doubt on a regular basis but uh the bible doesn't tell us that uh, uh, that he was indwelt like we uh, are. Bible doesn't indicate that in Genesis. This is something that seemingly uh, uh, comes later. All right. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I could
6: barely, <laughs> I could barely hear, hear oh, you. Oh,
4: okay. O- okay.
6: Okay. And one more. Cl- uh, well, I've been told that when God breathes the breath of life in Adam. He gave him the Holy Spirit, and when he uh, d- drove Adam out of the garden, that he took back the Holy Spirit. Well, what happens
4: is the Bible doesn't directly say that, though. Do you I know. So, a persons to believe it, okay? But the Bible does not say that that occurred. Okay? Didn't say it occurred mm-hmm. at all. We know that he was a—he uh, had a soul and a spirit, human spirit—and we know that mm-hmm. God was with him. God was present with Adam. Uh, like uh, uh nobody experienced you know God was walking in the garden with him in the cool of the day, and so this mm-hmm. was the uh, uh, probationary period now I do believe that Adam uh, is uh, uh in heaven, I believe he was forgiven for what he did, and Eve for what she did because God made the skins to cover their sin. he sacrificed an animal mm-hmm. and took it and, and, and uh, but so so we have that, but in terms of the Holy Spirit and all its wrappings that we have in the Old Testament and the New testament we don 't see that. But definitely, uh, uh, he knew uh, a God, so that meant he knew God, the Father, God, the Son, God. He, in other words, he was in the presence of God himself. Okay. All right? Okay, then. Well, thank you very much, then. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot answer belong what the, uh, below, uh, beyond what the Bible says. In fact, we understand that there were uh, definitely differences in the outpouring of the Spirit. We do need to realize... Uh, uh, though that definitely the uh, uh, the Holy Spirit was present in the Old Testament, we need to be clear on that it wasn 't just a New Testament phenomenon, as some want to say, uh, and uh, the salvation plan has always been the same that is trusting in Christ, even though uh, there are different dispensations that are uh, went through in the Bible. Um, uh, some people want to think that there 's this drastic difference that in in the Old Testament. Uh, they were saved a different way but they weren't everybody was saved by believing in and trusting in jesus christ now that's just the short and skinny of it and when we look at for instance peter very interesting that you would find a verse as powerful as what we see uh peter writing about uh, in scripture so as you turn there and in first uh, peter chapter 1 and it's very interesting to let you know that uh uh, actually, when we look at the Salvation Plan, we need to realize it starts in the Old Testament. But to do that, we've got to take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: This is Michael Medved at MichaelMedved.com for Town Hall. The horrifying video showing the last anguished moments of George Floyd featured a detail only now drawing outraged attention. The cop car parked near the incident was a police interceptor manufactured by Ford. In a petition signed by more than 100 employees, the automotive giant faces demands that they stop making such vehicles. The petition charges, Throughout our history, the vehicles that Ford employees design and build have been used as accessories to police brutality and oppression. This offensive statement suggests that all police forces brutalize and oppress, rather than protect and serve. The poisonous notion that police are the implacable foe of all people of color worthy of scorn and resistance and unworthy of decent equipment could cost innocent lives among officers of the law as well as civilians. I'm Michael Medved.
3: Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy?
6: They made this sound that this would be a really good deal that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to, that never worked out.
4: Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For
3: a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now, 800-605-5757, 800-605-5757, 800-605-5757.
1: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock
3: market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7, AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133.
4: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, Dealing with the question that was asked concerning Adam having the Holy Spirit, we know that there's different dispensations, definitely. Uh, that Adam and Eve were in the very presence of God himself. Uh so uh, definitely that his spirit was with them in that sense. But one thing we do need to understand that the Old Testament uh that definitely the Holy Spirit uh were with uh, with many. In fact, uh, what's interesting is what we see in 1 Peter. Uh so we know then uh that the salvation message we don't wait until the New Testament to get it actually. The salvation message starts even from uh in uh Uh, The Old Testament as well. Notice here in 1 Peter chapter 10, very provocative, very interesting scripture, where where Peter writes, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. So in other words, Peter says that the prophets knew about the grace that was coming to us in the future. Verse 11, it says, searching, this was the Old Testament prophets, searching what What or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them. So it says that in the Old Testament, even though specifically it's not mentioned that way, but Peter tells us that the Spirit of Christ was in the prophets that prophesied about the coming of Christ and all of that uh, that we knew in the future. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So it's very interesting. Let us not uh, make our dispensational teachings too sharp, where we say, well, this was in the Old Testament, this was not. Just because the Bible doesn't say something is happening in one place, once you look further, you could see that it could be happening. Uh, actually, Christ's spirit was in the Old Testament prophets that were writing about his birth before he ever was incarnated on the earth. Wow. Amazing. All right. We got some Our time is running down. Denise, what's on your mind? Hello, Denise. Hi,
6: Pastor
4: Moss. Can you hear me? I sure can.
6: Great. My phone's been messing up, so I wasn't sure. I have a quick question. <laughs> okay. Um, dreams. I've heard people they desire the gift of dreams. I I didn't know that was a gift, but anyway, it's not. I only know two people, two people in the Bible that had dreams: Daniel and Joseph. And then it talks about dreams
4: in Joel. What kind of dreams in Joel is that? Is it referring to? Well, basically, we know this, that God can reveal things to you in dreams if he desires. But I would agree with you on this, that uh, there's no place in the Bible where it says there's a gift of dreams. No, none. So that's something that God can give. We need to be careful about dreams uh, to read about it. Uh, There's two passages that discuss, well, one clearly, that would be Deuteronomy chapter uh, 13. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18 uh, talks about false messages that can come. Uh, But God can work through dreams, but also dreams have to meet the test that is uh, found in Deuteronomy chapter 13 because they can be fake dreams or satanic dreams. But So it's not a gift of the Spirit. It's nothing that someone needs to uh, uh, search for necessarily. But God can reveal things to people through dreams if he so desires. So that's a good question, Denise. I appreciate that one. Uh, and right as we close our program, we've got Thelma. Hello, Thelma. Hi, Pastor. Thelma, you called at the right time to tell all these great people who are listening to this program how to give and support the uh, ministry and the radio ministry as well.
2: Oh, a really good popular way is to use give a on our website, strictlybiblical.org. You can scroll down, it'll have an area where it's just click here, and it'll take you straight to a Fire. Also, you can do an engine search from your phone, laptop, or computer. And also, online banking, be pay, or regular postal mail, where you just enter the church as your payee, SBBTM, or Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministry, And make sure to use the address, 10709 Glen River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. 48204- our address, again, it's 10709 Glen River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. And for other ways to uh, give or if you want to drop off donations, you can call 313-933-9270.
4: All right. We appreciate that very much. Definitely we need people if they enjoy this uh, radio ministry and if they enjoy Strictly Biblical to give us support. Uh, so definitely that is uh, well appreciated. Uh, so anything else on your mind?
2: that we're having a Sunday service and in the parking lot at the same address at one zero seven zero nine Grand River, Detroit four eight zero four. All right, Sunday.
4: All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much, and people can call the church to find out more about that. So, Thelma, you have done your job, so I can let you rest. I want to thank her for calling with uh, that uh, information for you. Also, if you wanted to send donations st- straight to the radio broadcast, remember uh, the address I always give you, write so your checks out to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That specifically goes to support the radio uh, program, and you can send those donations to P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box O Five Eight Seven Nine, Detroit, Michigan, 48205, and you can make those checks out to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. You also can give uh, uh, to the radio broadcast through Strictly Biblical. Whichever way you do it, we need those uh, donations to keep this program going. I want to thank all of you that have called. Uh, Hopefully I answered the questions for you as best I could, and we'll be doing that all the time on this particular program. This is Pastor Moss saying God bless you, and we'll see you next time.